of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church Incorporated. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is June 1st, 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. gracious to all of us. He has caused it to sun to shine upon, upon the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, the Lord has blessed everyone. He's given us each an opportunity to repent, you know, and to love him. I, I like what the psalmist said. Uh, he said, my heart panteth like the deer near the brook. I, I'm searching. I'm hungry. I'm 
thirsty for you. And the Lord said, those that, that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. No way of announcements. I want to remind you, some that, that already know and others that may hear this. Listen, if you have someone or, or share this with someone, rather, because they need to know as well. I uh, have begun teaching on the book of Revelation. We started on last Thursday, um, excuse me, on last Sunday, uh, teaching on the book of Revelation. God said, know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Anything less than truth is bondage. You know, a thief steals your past. You go out and buy a new lamp, buy a car or something, and it's an inconvenience when someone steals from you. Uh, I've had people steal money. I've had people steal things, and you know, and uh, that was my past, and I, I had to come to learn that. Yes, it's an inconvenience. Uh, that's what insurance is for, but it's still an inconvenience. But a liar, a liar steals your future. Baby, I love you, and as soon as they get what they want, they're gone. Uh, man, I, I'm with you. As soon as he got what he wanted, he's gone. Uh, you know, and so a liar will steal your future, a con man, whether it's male or female. And God said a liar will not tarry in his presence because a liar, remember the, the, the devil mixed some truth with a lie and, uh, and Eve was deceived. Adam gave in uh, to, what was, to what was being done. And, and we all got screwed up. And so uh, by one man saying it was ushered in and contaminated every one of us. But uh, the, the second man, Adam, a quickening spirit, uh, Jesus Christ has given us an opportunity, has given us life. Uh, God wants you to prosper now, and he wants you to prosper later. John, Third uh, John 1, 2, and 4 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Now, I love the writing of John because he, like me, is a father, and he speaks as speaking to children his children. So there's compassion, there's insight, there's understanding, there's security, there's mentorship, there's protection. You know, all of these things exist in fatherhood, uh, or if you're a big brother or a big sister or someone that is that has someone in your care, you are all of those things, and if, or you can be and should be all of those things to them because each one is needed at different times. Now, this morning, and we're going to have prayer, but this morning as I arrived at the office, I went into the office and, and, and had some meetings and things today. And, um, but while I was there, I, I heard a song that, that fell into my spirit, and I hadn't heard it for years. I, I grew up hearing this particular song, and so I just want to share a little bit of it with you. And now, you may not get it unless you heard it when you was younger, uh, such as myself, uh, but there are some that, that uh, will know exactly uh, what it is when they hear it. And, and so I'm just going to play a little bit of this, and then we're going to have a word of prayer.
I don't know all the words, but you know, when I was growing up, the, the song, uh, it, it carried those lyrics, it's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there but the pure in heart. If you're not walking, start while I'm talking, walking up the king's highway. And that's what we want to do. We want to be on the king's highway. Just wanted to share that with you because it was, it caught me off guard to just to hear that melody, a song, knowing that I, I'm, as far as my listening and, and music that I, I've listened to uh, has been far from that. <laughs> but, you know, God has a way. And I, from what I, you know, sound, uh, from my understanding, sound never comes to an end. Uh, what goes out circulates and it stays in the atmosphere. And, and so that's why we got to be careful what we say, you know, and, and things that we speak over our, our, our loved ones, our, our spouses, our, our children and different individuals. We, we got to be careful because it goes out and it, it circulates. It stays out there. So. Be careful what you say. Build up. Don't tear down. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless us as we go into your word this evening. Help us, Lord God, to adhere, to apply your word to our lives. Help us, Lord God, to walk in obedience to your word. Lord Jesus, you said if we, uh, if we keep your statutes, we'll live in them. Lord Jesus, you said that if we read if we hear and keep uh, those things lord god that are written that will be blessed lord god i pray and ask that you would uh, that you would bless those that are obedient those that are faithful stir up the mind of those that are not lord god keep us on the straight and narrow in jesus name remember those that are sick in their body touch vision white lord god remember lord god the, the doctors lord god lead them guide them lord god in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and we'll be careful to give your name the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible said that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witness. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. These witnesses are alive, and they are doing well. But the Bible tells us in Matthew 22, 31 through 32, but as touching the resurrection of the dead, ye have not read that which was, have ye not read that which was spoken unto, um, spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. So we know that the great cloud of witness is not just a figment of our imagination. But it is those that have lived a sanctified life uh, according to the word of God, a sanctified life according to the word of God. Not what we want to believe, not what we want to make excuses for. None of us like to think of anyone being going to hell, uh, but we have to live a sanctified life according to the word of God, which has outlined what he is looking for, what he is coming back for 
in order to hear his voice or to be caught up uh, in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye. We're going into uh, the, the, the book of Ezekiel, the 39th chapter. My God, he has kept us and brought us up to this point in time, beginning at the first verse. And, you know, there has been a cleansing. There has been an establishment. And there is the spoken word of what is going to happen. Some, some things that Ezekiel has spoken of has already occurred. And there are things that are yet to happen uh, that will happen soon. And so uh, as much as uh, uh, I know that, that we get into talking about the, the, the coming of the Lord, but it's peppered throughout the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Enoch, who walked with God, uh, prophesied that the Lord was coming back with 10,000 of his saints. And, and so this message has been going on since the beginning. And, and so uh, here we are in the 39th chapter of Ezekiel. And what Ezekiel is speaking about takes us right into the heart of things that we will be teaching on uh, during, uh, on Sunday morning. Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against God. And say, thus said the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, O God, the chief prince of Mesh and Tubal. And the people of my God are the descendants of Japheth. Japheth. And you'll find that in Genesis 10, uh, 10th chapter. And, and so uh, he had uh, generations, sons, Noah, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And after the flood, and unto them were sons born unto, uh, after the flood, the sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, uh, Javan, Tubal, and Meshach, and, and Tyrus, and, and, uh, and so he had children after the flood. Now God and Magog, as today many believe it is the land of the north, uh, of the north which is Russia. Meshach, uh, a reference to Western uh, Russia, which is Moscow. And Tubal is identified as a city in Siberia, uh, which uh, whether this is exact or not, based upon studies, uh, you do not want to be here to see this part of his story. Many nations desire to have Israel and to obtain, obtain all the benefits and, and so the Bible says, and I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee and will cause thee to come up from the north part and will bring thee upon the mountain of Israel. Now, the Lord has spoke to these nations and all of them that would join in and said that they would have an evil thought, an evil spirit evil influence is going to come upon them and they're going to go after Israel. And so uh, a large part, as large as the army and coalition might be, it is only a small part that will attempt to seize Israel. When you are in the divine will of God, your enemy don't stand a chance. And I, I concur with uh, a good friend, uh, my big sister, uh, in a gospel, 
Uh, she said, I'm sticking with the God I know. You ought to stick with the God that you know, the one that heals you, the one that delivers you, the one that provides for you, the one whose name that you call upon. As a matter of fact, his name is so big, uh, you can, the Bible said uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run into it and be safe. He is true to his word. He is true to his promises. After all Israel's shenanigans, all of Israel's shenanigans, uh, after all of your backyard shenanigans, God is still willing to keep his word. Out of all the things that, that uh, we have done, things that we have seen as a nation, as a community, uh, even your own home or as an individual, God is willing to keep his word. Deuteronomy 30, 5, 7 says, And the Lord thy God will bring thee into a land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live. The, the key to a long life, you know, they, 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 uh, on the news, uh, we, we, we've met somebody that, uh, that according to the records that have been kept, they're 114 years old now, you know, however age they might be. And, and you ask them how, how they ask them, I don't, I don't know why they do that. Um, uh, what do you um, contribute to having longevity or to having a long life? And some of them will say, oh, because I, I've eaten what I wanted to eat and I just don't care about nothing. Some of them said, I, I drink Dr. Pepper all day long. You know, just a bunch of stupid, a bunch of stuff. There we go. A bunch of stuff. The key to a long life, especially if you're looking for eternal life, because uh, the soul does not die. The spirit of a man doesn't die. The body will die. Uh, you see that quite often. Uh, when you take a bath, you, you, you scrub yourself and you see, uh, if you take a, take a tub, then you'll see a dirt ring. That, that's skin. That is life that has died. Uh, we are growing. We are shedding. We are stepping from, uh, each day we're stepping closer and closer to eternity. And in order to have long life, uh, that it means to be in the presence of the Lord, then you're going to need to love the Lord with all your heart and with all thy soul. And he said that thou mayest live. And the Lord thy God will put all, will, will put all these uh, curses upon thy enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecute thee. Now, you don't have to despise your enemy. You don't have to like what they do, but you don't have to despise them. You, you can still love uh, someone that do you wrong. Uh, you don't have to hate them. Matter of fact, you know that they would not do you wrong if they was loving the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. That, that they wouldn't act the way that they act or do or did the thing that they did to offend you. And you don't have to hate nobody. The Lord said that, that he will take care of it. And he will deal with those that, and he will persecute them, those that hate you. Israel had a lot of haters. As we read through the book of Ezekiel, they laughed at Israel. 
because of their shenanigans, which brought a calamity upon them. Some of the things that we've done, we, all of us, because the Bible said none, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We, we suffer from our own, our own doings. But the Bible said that we ought to uh, uh, sow unrighteousness so that we can reap mercy. And so that's the thing to do is to sow in righteousness and reap mercy. Know that when you do do what's right, that, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of reminded of, of things I've done where I got in trouble. I knew my mom was going to come in and she was not going to be a happy camper. And so you knew that once you were in trouble, that it was just a matter of time. And she was the type of individual that would let things pile up. And so I would do my best to, to do all a number of things that I knew she would like. You know, that wasn't a time for you to forget taking out the trash, setting the trash cans out. It wasn't a time for you to forget about washing dishes or anything like that because you did not want to, uh, to uh, jog those things to memory because they had piled up. God bless her. She worked hard. She took care of us. And my hat's off to her. And she was saved and sanctified when she left here. And so, uh, you know, uh, God said he'll take care. He'll take care. And so uh, he said, I will, the, the third verse, he said, I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand and I will cause thy arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Now the Lord is speaking to those nations, that correlation of nations that are preparing to come against Israel. I need you to understand something that from that we're in the 39th chapter. The thing that Ezekiel spoke about in the 37th chapter um, occurred not too long ago. It, it, it wasn't that many years ago that, that what Ezekiel spoke about happened. So again, and I'll keep Coming back to this, where does, where does that place us now? He tells the enemies of Israel, thou shalt fall upon the mountain of Israel. You don't stand a chance. Your enemy does not stand a chance when you yield unto the Lord. You don't have to wish anything upon anyone. He tells the enemy, thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands and the people that is with thee. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort and to the beasts of the field. So I'm going to turn you to bird food. I'm going to turn you to, to dog food, beast food. Uh, you know, they're going to devour you. They're going to eat you up because you're going to fall. You're not going to be able to accomplish what you went out to do. And that is to take control of Israel. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it. Thus said the Lord God. And I will send a fire upon Magog, and among them that dwelleth uh, carelessly in the isles, and they shall know that I am the Lord. That appears to be the theme. Uh, that has been driven home throughout the scripture, and I'm sure that we're going to hear more of it, but God is constantly telling uh, uh, the people 
and telling Ezekiel that they shall know that I am the Lord. Now, this has not yet come to pass. This prophecy is after the call of the dry bones, which took place in 1948, which was not that long ago, only 73 years. You need to ask yourself, as we see his story unfolding before our eyes, this ought to stir your mind up. This ought to bring about a sobriety check. This ought to do something to, to shake the very foundation of, com, of complacency and compromise and, you know, the things that, that we are doing or, or have done so that we are uh, solid, so that we are ready for what happens next. Because this is, uh, uh, many want to hear about prophecy. Who prophesied me a new car? I, I don't need you to prophesy me a new car. I, I go to work. I, I know how to make some money. Uh, I pay my bills on time so that I could keep my credit score to a certain place. And, and, and still, even with all of that, I, I may not want to use credit to buy a car. I can just save and, and, you know, and, and pay cash for, uh, for my bucket. I don't need that. I need, and what, what we're missing out on is the Lord saving our soul, helping us be prepared for what happens next, helping us be prepared for the thing that is about to, that is going to show up one day. Uh-huh. The thing that his story uh, is unveiling right in our presence. The seventh verse says, so will I make my, my, my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them pollute my holy name anymore. This is what got Israel in trouble. They polluted the name of the Lord. They did all the things that God asked them not to do. Uh, beginning from their deliverance when they came out of Egypt. Don't bring none of those foreign uh, gods. Don't bring none of those, those, those ceramic, metal, clay, wood, uh, whatever it's made out of, something you done bought from the swap meet. Don't bring that mess. Don't, don't carry that into when God calls you out of something, he's calling you out. Leave that stuff behind. But instead, they brought with them different things. They brought with them the star. Now, we see that star, and they call, refer to it as the star of David and all of this, but God never told Israel to bring any type of image. Matter of fact, when we read the scripture, it tells us not to uh, worship anything in heaven and earth. The things that are residing in the sky, things that we see in the water, things that we see crawling on the land not to get involved with that stuff, not to do that. And Israel did it. The Bible said the name of the Lord is holy. And so we should not profane the name of the Lord. And when somebody used that, that, that uh, you know, we hear different things, they, they cuss and swear, and, you know, and, and somebody said, oh, you just used the Lord's name in vain. Listen, 
God is speaking about you dishonoring his name, the name of Jesus, that name that every knee is going to bow to, every tongue is going to confess that he's Lord. That name that is given among heaven, whereby no other name uh, is given for you to be saved except the name of Jesus. Repentance and remission of sin and baptism is all done in the name of Jesus. And so to take his name and to use it in vain, to take his name, and I'm talking to church folks right now. I'm not talking about those that don't know. I'm not talking about those that say they believe. I'm talking about those that say they're born again. To use the Lord's name in vain uh, is asking for trouble. To use the Lord's name in vain or to try to use his name against someone is asking for trouble. The name of the Lord is holy and is to be used for salvation. And the heathen shall say, uh, shall know that he is the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. The name of the Lord is holy. It is a required characteristic uh, he desires to see in all of those that believe. Everyone that say I, I'm, I'm a believer should be living holy. Well, you can't live holy. No, God said be holy because I'm holy. So since God said it, that meant we can do it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Ezekiel 36 and 22 says, Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus said the Lord God, I will do this. I'm not doing it for your sake, but, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which ye have purveyed among the heathen whether you win. When we go out and we do stuff in the presence of those that are not saved, we're preventing, uh, we're, we're, we're messing up the Lord's name, especially those that know you're, you're, your lifestyle is supposed to be sanctification. Those that carry on. You know, there was an image uh, that I had seen uh, years ago, and you may have seen the same image where uh, they were going out to happy hour and they asked someone to go and they said, no, I can't go because I don't want to be sitting in an environment and it appears that I'm doing something wrong. Because when you step back and take a look at everybody's glass of Coke, uh, you don't know what's in it. Now, I'm not saying don't go to luncheon or anything like that. I'm just saying uh, you have to shun, the Bible says, shun the very appearance of evil. And uh, so you don't want to be coerced into something that looks wrong. You don't want to be coerced into something that someone uh, is pointing a finger at you. And, and no, they're not being judgmental. Uh, they're just saying, I, I understand that, that a sanctified life does not include what I saw you doing. It doesn't include what I, the conversation I heard you having. It doesn't include the, the, the hand that you was holding. It doesn't include uh, who you was going out with and the time you, and where I saw you at. It doesn't include any of that. So you're pervading the name of the Lord. And his name is to be kept pure, holy, just like you're supposed to be holy. And so the Bible tells us that God is willing to keep his promise. 
Uh, even with those that rebelled and embarrassed and refused to keep his word, what about us? What about us? The Bible tells us in Ezekiel. Now, if God kept his promise to those that rebelled, he kept his promise to those that was embarrassing him. He kept his promise to those that refused to keep his word. Then what about us that keep his word? Those of us that have made up in our minds that I'm going to love God and I'm going to love him with my whole heart. I'm going to love him with my soul. I'm going to live a sanctified life. Even when I don't understand, when things are not going right, when things just seem all out of sort, when I'm emotionally shipwrecked, when things are just happening, I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. He said, I'll give them my statues, those that are holding on to his hand. Because see, even in the midst of what Ezekiel was seeing, he was yet also speaking to those that were a remnant that was that despised the abominations that was going on. He said, I'll give them my statutes and I'll show them my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. If we do what God is saying and we live in them, somebody, somebody coined the phrase and said that the safest place is in the will of God. And so that's what the Lord is saying. If you're in my will, the safest place is being in his will. Moreover, also, I gave them my Sabbath and to be a sign between me and them that they may know that I am the Lord that sanctified them. God has given us a sign. He's given us a promise. Oh, my God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. He's given us a sign. Don't you know that God will continue to prove himself to you? because you are committed to him, he's going to keep proving himself. You know, that, I believe that's what the, the serenading was this morning, that God was just speaking up saying, I, I'm here with you. You know, it's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there but the pure in heart. It's, it's a highway to heaven. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Stay on the highway. Stay there. You know what it's going to take. Stay there. He said in the, the eighth verse, Behold, it is come and it is done, said the Lord. This is the day whereof I have spoken. Now what God, uh, as believers, we must remember God can, will, and does call those things that are not as though they had already happened. Isaiah 42 and 9 says, Behold, the former things are come to pass. And new things do I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So God is making a declaration. He's telling Ezekiel, this is going to happen. There's going to be a correlation of nations that come against Israel. Now, when this correlation of nations come against Israel, the USA, United States of America, that is allies with Israel, is not going to be able to stop it because it's going to happen. The power that stops it will be the power of God. He said, and they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set up fire and burn the weapons, uh, both the shield and the bucklers, the, the bows and the arrows and the hand staffs and the spears, and they shall burn them with fire seven years. Now, some 
would think that this is going to happen before the tribulation period. I'm a strong believer that it is going to happen during. There's going to be a fierce battle that you don't, you're not interested in seeing. Yeah, learn about it, understand it, but you're not interested in seeing that. There, it speaks about seven years. Now we know the tribulation period itself is seven years. However, there is also a millennial reign that is a thousand years. God has spoken and said that these things are going to happen. And they're going to happen sooner than later. The victory will not be the large, robust army of men, but the power of God Almighty. Exodus 14, 13 through, uh, and 14 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show to you today, for the Egyptians whom ye see today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Psalms 46, 10, 11 says, Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Now Israel was told not to be fearful. They were told to stand still so they could see the hand of God at work. You got to be still in order to see what God is doing. He said, I'll be exalted. God will be exalted in the earth. Now, personal test, my greatest victory occurred when I shut my mouth. Shutting your mouth means no texting. No hanging out dirty laundry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever social media that, that you're on. It, it means keeping things hush. You don't have to tell everybody that somebody did you wrong. You don't have to repeat what they say. When you know so-and-so talk back, and you don't have, you don't need to do that. There are things that you need to just keep to yourself so that God can handle it. When you start exposing things and hanging your dirty laundry out or hanging out someone else's dirty laundry and all of that, you take the what you're doing is taking the power of that God would demonstrate away. Now that ties into another power. And that is the power of forgiveness. Well, I won't feed them with a long handle spoon because of what they did. Listen, God's feeding you. And so therefore, you should be willing to feed someone else. God forgave you. And you ought to forgive someone else. The power of forgiveness is what has healed many physical conditions. Because it was tied to that forgiveness which, in, which impacts the spirit of an individual. So besides God's forgiveness, there is the power of forgiveness that you need to exercise as well. When you post things, you're accountable for what you post. When you spread your verbiage and your garbage all over, you're accountable for it. First Corinthians uh, 6, uh, chapter, beginning at first verse says, dare any of you, having a matter against another, 
go to the law before the unjust and before and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are at least esteemed uh, in the church. I speak to your shame. It is so that there is not a wise man among you, no, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. Brethren, go to the law with brethren and that before unbelievers. Paul was saying, really? Are you guys really that fickle-minded? Are you really uh, carried away into, into doing such things and, and act like God is, is not looking? You're profaning the name of the Lord. By doing that, we're not supposed to carry a different situation. The matter of fact, Paul asked the question and said, uh, here, can't you go to somebody that is within your congregation? Can't you go to somebody that has some wisdom to help you out? The problem is that we don't want that wisdom. The problem is that you don't want to be instructed. I, I remember an incident where there was an open door of opportunity to discuss a problem. And the pastor had mentioned to the individual uh, that they were aware of a problem. And that individual refused to talk to the pastor. They went on their way. And not only did they go on their way, they walked into a bunch of trouble along that way. There's a better way of doing things. And the best way, uh, the best way to faith opposition is in obedience to the word of God. People like to make myths and fables about what God will allow them to do, even though his word says differently. But you know what? Let's stick with what the Bible says. And in order to do that, you need to read it. You need to meditate on it. You need to apply it to your life. You need to humble yourself. This includes being faithful, Asking those questions as well as the hard questions for saving your soul. I'm coming to a close with this. The 10th verse says, so that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest, but they shall burn the weapons with fire and they shall spoil those that spoil them and rob those that rob them, saith the Lord God. In other words, what is going to transpire in that day and time, what's going to transpire in the not too distant future is that after the battle, that they're going to, it's going to be so much that is left over uh, that they're going to, they're not going to have to do anything for fuel. They're not going to have to do anything to cut down and, and you know, the burn because they're going to be burning weapons and they're going to be burning, uh, destroying stuff. It's going to take time to do that. That's what God is saying. And so again, you want to read about this. You want to understand it. But you certainly do not want to be here to see it. Now, Ezekiel has walked us through the sins of Israel. He has walked us through God's chastening of them. 
and he was walking us into the blessing of Israel. Not only the blessing of Israel, but he is walking us into the blessing of all his people, which will include the Gentiles to a certain point. And so you want to be prepared. You want to be sober-minded. You want to seek God. Seek God for him being God. Don't seek him for things. You know, that, that gets into a whole area of relationship. And, and, and so, uh, like just like you don't want to be used by somebody for what you have, neither does God. Now, receiving materialism or anything, as I said, God would that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. But also understand this, that um, God did bless us. And those that he blessed uh, don't mean that they were saved. And so people was healed. But it doesn't mean that in their healing that they were saved. You want to be saved. Uh, I certainly do. I'm going to be saved because I'm living. I'm living for that promise that God has made to me and made to so many others. Listen, if you have been blessed by the message Again, share Sunday morning live with someone inside the pages. Uh, spread the word. If you go to iHeartRadio or Spotify or, or, or TuneIn or other podcasts, carries Amazon and, and type uh, SML inside the pages, you, you'll see a number of messages that come up and, and share the gospel with someone. Tell those that, that want to know what's happening next to tune in. We'll be back teaching on Revelation on, on Sunday morning until God says different. Remember the songs featured are respectively the property of our, our songsters, the artists, and other uh, producers. This is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, keep your eyes open. His story is unraveling right before our eyes. Nobody greater, Lord. Nobody greater than you.